Welcome to the Missionaries Podcast. Stories from the mission field for everyone, for you to listen, learn, and enjoy. Your host for today is Martin. Welcome everybody to this new podcast. Today we're going to talk about a bus. And we want to say welcome to our special guest of today, Radek. Radek, welcome. Hello, everyone. How was your day so far? Uh, very busy. Uh, I think that uh, recently I have so much to do in my job that uh, sometimes I I need uh, to take a deep breath before I return from my home office to my home, which is like one meter, but sometimes it's a very long journey. Uh, I am the IT guy, so I, I work with, with computers, with codes, with uh, servers, stuff like this. I am uh, uh, managing uh, some of the um, couple of projects, uh, some of them rela- related to the APIs, so integration projects which connect different systems into one uh, organism. And I am also the data scientist, so I I uh, <clears throat> master the data to get some conclusions. Oh wow! I, I did. I also saw that you studied for computer science and studied for economics on the university. But, yeah, in but... fact, my my economic studies, uh, I, I, we could think that it was studies on uh, cognitive psychology. So uh, understanding why people do and act in in certain ways. But for an engineer, it's very uncommon to study something like psychology. So cognitive psychology is the same as uh, behavioral economics. So that's why it was economics. And in all honesty, that's quite fascinating. Uh, let, let's go up to your mission work, which is totally different. I mean, you're an IT guy a day, but we do know you from some sort of food bus thingy with the organization Christiana which is totally different. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about the food bus. Why and how? Yeah, so, so um, that's the, 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 the story. I, I think um, it's, uh, it's quite long and it starts uh, really away from, from any buses. So I, uh, a couple of years ago when I uh, decided that I want to uh, follow Christ, uh, one of the things I, I thought I, I could do is I asked uh, people who were involved in helping the, the poor and homeless uh, uh, citizens of Poznań if I can be of any help. So they told me, yeah, you can buy us this, that, etc. And, you know, IT guys usually uh, um, earn a good money. So uh, I, I visited them and, and I saw all the people who were coming there and and, you know, I felt like, oh, we, it's not about a spoon or, or putting something to the pot. It's, it's about those people. And I remember I, I started to, uh, to, to help them with, with preparation. And I also started to uh, talk with, with those people about God. And one of the, the, the first uh, conversations I had with, with, an, with, a, with a lady, she came very upset because she has literally lost her husband. Uh, He felt sick, so they called an ambulance, 
ambulance took the guy and she could not find him. She didn't know where he was taken, to which hospital, etc, etc. And, you know, I thought like, come on, it's it's so simple, just take a phone and call. So I, I, I made a couple of calls and I was amazed because really I could not find the, the guy. Of course, maybe uh, the lady had some, you know, um, deficiencies in, in her in her memories so maybe uh, something different happened but but anyway it doesn't matter uh, uh, we uh, um, we finished with nothing but uh, when I met that lady next week she had tears in her eyes when she saw me not because I found her husband not because he was ever found but because someone cared because someone took a while to listen to her, to to at least try to help, to see the human. Because, you know, when, when we think about homeless people in, in different places of the world, for example, I visited New York uh, last month, and homeless people there, they usually have a, a, a bed on the pavement, under kind of roof, etc., etc., the same in London. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty amazing. Here in, in Poznan, the, the people live in, in ki kind of caves, uh, etc. They, they simply look really bad. They also smell bad. So when other people are meeting them, they usually you know, are crossing the street just to keep away. So approaching such a person, saying, hey, how are you? How can I help you? Was something what, what made the change. And, you know, for me, it was pretty uh, amazing that such a simple thing could make a difference like that. So I, I started to be engaged more and more in, 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 you know, helping those people, providing them with some stuff uh, for, for the winter. For example, I, I think I bought uh, 400 pairs of shoes, something like that. And of course, I, I didn't want them to just take the shoes and sell them because, you know, when people are alcohol addicts, they uh, uh, they uh, sell anything what what have value. So the deal was that I, w I was not giving them the new shoes. I was exchanging for them for theirs. So I also threw away like 400 pairs of old shoes. It was fun. Anyway, uh, after... A year or something the the place we we were helping those people in uh, was announced that it will be demolished the the hospital because it was at the back, back of the uh, municipal hospital in Poznan they said that now they want to expand they want to build a, a new ward whatever so they will demolish all those little buildings uh, in the area. And the, the organization who was organizing the, the whole uh, thing said, okay, so we cannot continue, we are done. But from my point of view, it was, you know, I could not leave these people like that. So I, I took some of them who were willing to, uh, to, to speak about God, uh, read Bible because this this is what what uh, we also did. It was not only about food. We were inviting those who were interested for some Bible study to to pray together, etc., etc. So we wanted to change their lives, not only to to feed them because it's it's not it was not the point. Anyway, 
I took those people who were you know, uh, interested and we started to meet uh, in McDonald's. And we were meeting them there uh, um, uh, for a year, uh, uh, every Friday morning. So first we were uh, reading a Bible, praying, then I was ordering a food for them. So it was like uh, the stuff at, at this McDonald's restaurant. I think they liked us because there was no traffic at 8 a.m. in the morning and we were uh, quite a group. So, so they always had some... Uh, some uh, uh, extra orders. I even remember once that when uh, I asked them to uh, lower down the music because it was a little bit too loud that day so we could not uh, discuss, they were very eager to to whatever we wanted. But you know, at the end, uh, meeting with homeless people in the restaurants is, is not the uh, the the way you you can think about you know uh, doing it for a bigger scale. So uh, I thought that okay, so we don't have any organization behind us. We we cannot think even about uh, renting anything in the place when where those peoples could uh, could come. So why don't we have a, a, a venue on wheels? You know, Poznan is an interesting <clears throat> uh, city from this perspective, because not far from here, in the 19th century, uh, Poland wasn't on the map. And uh, here it was uh, uh, the land which was ruled by, by the Germany. And at that time, uh, the Poles didn't have very, uh, let's say, very long list of citizen rights. One of the rules was that the Poles were not allowed to build new houses. And there was a guy in, in Września, which is 40 kilometers from Poznań, who said, OK, I cannot build a house, so I can have a wagon. I will move it every day by five centimeters. It's not attached to the ground and it's part of, of, the, of the local history. So, of course, when I was thinking about, about having the bus, I didn't think about, about that guy. But apparently, when you live in Poznań, such things come into your head. So, maybe it's the place. Anyway, uh, I, I started to think about, about uh, if it is a good idea. I started to mm, do some research on the internet, and I have discovered that the, the biggest bus I could have is something uh, uh, what will be 18 meters long yeah so it will have more than than 60 square meters of floor inside it, it can uh, uh, handle 50 sitting persons or 150 when you count sitting and standing ones of course you cannot eat when uh, in such a crowd but, but anyway you can have everything there you could have a kitchen uh, uh, all the stuff uh, what is necessary to prepare the uh, the meal. So I thought that, yeah, it's a good idea. And I will tell you something. Driving a bus was something I was dreaming about when I was four. So it was like, wow, finally I have a good reason to do what I ever w always wanted to do. So, you know, when I, when I thought about it, it was a perfect idea. But I said, okay, if I want to serve God, it's not about my ideas, it's not about my dreams. 
So I started to pray and saying, hey God, that's my idea. I really think it's perfect. What do you think? Should I sign up for the driving license course for the bus? And he said, no. Okay. I still thought that it was a good idea, but not my way. It's your way. You are uh, always uh, better than me. So, so I just uh, like thought that that uh, nothing will come out of this. And then uh, there was my birthday, and uh, for my birthday, my wife gave me a present. She signed me up for bus driving license course. I didn't tell her that I had these uh, thoughts that I was praying, asking, and and uh, you know because. He, he, uh, I, I had the negative answer. I, I said like, okay, so there is nothing to talk about. But when she signed me up, it was, you know, uh, uh, interesting because first of all, uh, uh, it was like, okay, so now you can move on with this, but it's not your project. It's your as the family, because now she's responsible. <laughs> she signed me up. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, it was, you know, I heard some time ago that when you are a young Christian, then you are amazed that God is at work. But if you uh, uh, live with God longer and longer, you are amazed by how he works. Not that he works, because it's obvious that he has everything under control. But sometimes the beauty of, of, of the solution, beauty of engaging for example my wife in, in in this case was really amazing i i couldn't have thought about doing it in a in a let's say better way so uh, i signed for for the i was assigned for the driving license course uh, i don't know how it's in other countries but in poland it was uh, 60 hours of driving only so it took me half year to <laughs> complete it. Uh, I passed the exam and after passing the exam, I, I started to uh, look for the bus. I found one in, in Hamburg, in, in Germany. So I uh, went uh, by train to, to Hamburg, went to the, to the parking lot, looked at the bus. It was blue at that time with some star stickers on, on, on the whole uh, uh, chassis so uh, i thought yeah okay i take it and we'll see and you know uh, after I, uh, I i started the bus I, I even didn't make it to the gate when the engine stopped it, it wasn't my fault but uh, but the, the engine stopped because the bus was standing on, on this parking place for a year or something so, so the, the diesel uh, in a tank, uh, it's, it's, it was like, I don't know, like slime or something like that. So, but the guys show me, oh, it's nothing. You just uh, uh, unscrew this filter, clean it out and everything runs. So, okay. I pumped it up, uh, drove to Poznań, more than 500 kilometers. And uh, here in Poznań, I started to renovate the bus because it was in, in a quite poor condition. Uh, the, I think that the condition may be described by the price of the bus. So I paid uh, 3,500 euros for the bus 
Yeah. Yeah. We, so you know, sometimes you cannot buy a, a decent uh, uh, family car for this money. Yeah. And this bus weighs 18 ton. <laughs> so you know, pretty amazing. Anyway, when I started to to, uh, uh, I found a, a guy who was helping me with uh, with the the mechanical. Uh, part of of, uh, of the bus, so we exchanged a couple of things. The, the kitchen was mounted in the bus. Then uh, I changed the the cover. The, the bus started to be yellow, and uh, with uh, uh, quotes from the Bible uh, outside, so it uh, started to look like it should. Uh, and uh, and after some time, it was ready to to. Uh, to, to, to first service uh, and uh, uh, it was I remember on, on first uh, uh, Friday of September uh, 2017 so <laughs> some time ago and you know the, the first thing we we cooked in the bus it was only for for five persons so the guys who were with me in McDonald's for the time because of course the meetings were, were still uh, ongoing so the bus was being prepared but in the same time uh, we were still meeting at McDonald's we were still uh, um, preaching the gospel uh, in in the ways we, we could so for the first meal I invited only them but then we, we started to expand so so we started to uh, to, to cook a little bit more in the beginning we we were just uh, visiting with the food uh, the the guys from the uh, old stadium in Poznan there were a lot of people just living in, in the in the outskirts of, of the of the old stadium so so we were going to them but uh, quickly the, the the situation changed so people started to come to, to the bus from the whole uh, city and it started to be a place when we were uh, sharing the, the, the gospel and sharing some food in this direction. So once uh, some people from Salvation Army came and said, hey, but we, we have the philosophy that you cannot preach to when people are hungry. And I said, oh, but we have the philosophy that when uh, they are not hungry, they simply leave. <laughs> so. Yeah, so we are using the, the, the opportunity. And uh, there, there are a couple of, of things uh, which are interested he interesting here. First of all, uh, we are not sponsored by any, any organization or any, um, uh, let's say, agenda of the, of the city or, or any, any formal body which is uh, reaching out to the homeless and poor people. And it is done on purpose. Because if, if we would be engaged in any sponsoring with the governmental organization, then they reserve the right to have some influence on what you are doing. And what we want to do is we want to preach the gospel. So this, this is the, the way we, we, we want it and, and this is the way we, we have it. And it's, it's great because, uh, because uh, it's five years already and uh, still... Uh, uh, everything is there. There are um, some people who uh, uh, who change their lives, and 
this is the most important because you know I I meet with with uh, many Christians even here in Poznan and they say yeah but why do you care in most of the cases you cannot help those people because you know they they, they choose alcohol they choose living on the street that's their choice and it's very uncommon for them to have the will to change life it was also amazing for me because you know I, I am kind of doer if you tell me you can do better yeah great just tell me how <laughs> that's that's my attitude and for those people they simply don't believe that their life may change so if you tell them hey you can have a great life yeah yeah I heard it thousands of time and it never worked out look I'm here <laughs> So, so uh, um, uh, I heard a story that there was a, a boy uh, who was on a, um, uh, on a beach and uh, he was uh, going uh, walking on the beach, picking up starfish and throwing them to the sea. And there was an adult also there who said, "Hey, but it doesn't make any sense what you are doing because you cannot help them all." And the boy said, I'm not sure if it has sense or it hasn't, but ask those starfishes who are now in the sea. <laughs> so, you see, uh, it's, it's not that uh, we think about what we are doing in terms of, uh, okay, we have one million saved souls, etc., etc. It's not the point. It's about one soul. Or even not about one soul, it's about serving God and doing what He wants us to do. For example, on, on the first winter, we it was before uh, uh, COVID, so we were uh, um, inviting people to the bus. And uh, um, uh, we, we, were, we also had an agreement with, with one of the organizations here in Poznan and they were providing for those services uh, a nurse for some medical support. So there was us, uh, in, in fact, uh, this first winter it was me, <laughs> uh, talking with those guys and some people from this organization, among them the nurse. And, you know, when I was talking about God, she was always very close. She didn't ask any questions. She didn't say anything. She was just there. And she told me a year later that because she was hearing to what I was saying, she allowed her daughter to go for a Christian camp. Because, of course, she was concerned that it may be some, some kind of cult or something like that. But when she was listening to what I was saying, she thought that, okay, it's harmless. If they have guys like that one, it's okay for my daughter to go. And you know what? Her daughter got saved. So, so think about, okay, so we have a guy who has a bus, a nurse who is hired to help there, just to send out her daughter to a Christian camp half year later, so this daughter would be saved. You know, we, we couldn't... Uh, uh, even think about those kind of scenarios but this is ex exactly what happens so we are not only helping the, the people that, that need help we are not only let's say affecting their lives but we are also uh, helping uh, Christians uh, in, in Poznań to think about okay what I should do if those guys without any, any let's say extra support without any any 
organization behind can do such things. Can I go to my neighbor and ask if I can help? Of course I can. <laughs> so so that's uh, that's also one of the influence areas we have discovered. And and uh, uh, I think that we, we don't even know everything <laughs> what is what is, what is happening here. But uh, yeah, I, I think that, that that's the the, the, the way we, we want to uh, to work and act is, is uh, uh, the way we are always putting God, God's kingdoms and God's glory in the first place. Uh, for example, when uh, the COVID started, in Poland the, the new bill was enforced that you were not allowed to have a gathering for more than five people. No, five. One, two, three, four, five. Including the organizer. Yeah. Yeah. So, not too much. So, we thought that okay. So, w what can we do now? We don't. We have no idea how long w will this pandemia last. Uh, but we found in the in the regulations that it does not apply to um, organizations who are combating COVID. Okay, so I wrote the letter to the chief of police in Poznan and chief of municipal police saying that we will have a meeting, people will come there, we will tell them to wash hands, we will educate them about COVID. We will also share gospel, but I didn't mention that's this that, part. That's the detail. Yeah, that's the detail. And that's it. And you know what? Uh, because I, I'm telling this because I saw... A uh, couple of pastors or churches, you know, fighting with the governments, saying that you have no right to tell me what we should do. And we, we had a completely different approach. We said that, okay, we are not here to fight against authorities. We are here to help those people. And and this is what, what we are trying to do. And after we, we did what we did, you know, the, the municipal police was sending officers every week to help us. So, you know, they didn't shut us down uh, 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 despite the regulations saying that you, you could have only five people there and we had one, 100. Well, we were still doing what we wanted, still preaching the gospel, and the government was helping us. So, you know, there is always a way. So, uh, you know, one of the things we, we need to remember, and, and this is why I am saying it, is that being here on earth, we are in fact citizens of heaven. So we are like ambassadors. So imagine ambassador in your country. Let's imagine that it is ambassador of China in your country who goes to the street and protests against the laws and regulations in your country. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you would say, okay, go to your country and then you can say whatever you want. Not in my country. So here we are representing God's kingdom and, and we should behave like, like diplomats. We should be, be sensitive to how people are uh, uh, reacting to different things. We shouldn't, you know, uh, uh, engage in, in, uh, in affairs which will bring disgrace to God's kingdom. So that's, that's what we want to do. And it's difficult when you, when you are working with people who uh, are not wanted to be seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, 
and and we had a couple of complaints when pe where people were coming and saying, hey, but here in the city center, you are always getting all the bunch of those drunks, etc., etc. Couldn't you do it somewhere else? But you know, we are also we were also we are always trying to to say that hey, we 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 are just helping them, etc., etc. And you know, most of those those people who came. They said, okay, okay, but I don't know, try to be a little bit quieter or something like this. And sometimes uh, uh, ordinary people from the neighborhood are bringing something, for example, some food, some clothes, etc., etc. I'm not talking about Christians. I'm talking about people who just live in the area. They see the bus, they, they see what we are doing, and they, they just want to contribute something. That's That's good because, you know, one of my discoveries is that, uh, and it uh, started when the uh, uh, war in Ukraine broke out. So a lot of Polish uh, people uh, offered a home for refugees. They were just, you know, trying to help whatever, however they could. And again, I'm not talking about Christians, I'm talking about people who... who didn't believe in God, sworn atheists, whatever. And I have discovered that something we, we all know, that people like helping others. It makes us feel good, right? But why? Why does this make us feel good? From the economics perspective, and as the doctor of economics, I can, I can tell you that, all the economics model say that everyone should mind their own business. Gaining, that's the idea. But here we are helping others, It's we are putting our effort, our money, our whatever, in helping the others. And we feel good. Because we are doing what God wanted us to do. He said, love the others. And even if you are a sworn atheist, but you do what God wanted you to do, you feel good. In the Bible, there are a lot of principles. And if even if you are not believer, but you follow God's principles, you feel good. We have principles like wash your hands. Is it good to wash our hands? Yes, of course. We have principles like don't uh, uh, leave any uh, fecalia in, in, in your neighborhood. Is it good? Of course it is. Uh, for example, uh, recently... I uh, talked with my wife about Greece. God said that you should give Greece to me, it's saint, you, you should not eat it. And of course God doesn't need this, it's about our health. If we eat it, we would be unhealthy. So following God's rules always make you uh, better. And uh, this is something what Jesus uh, uh, wanted to teach us. And uh, we are meeting uh, a day before Christmas Eve today. I don't know when you will be hearing the, this podcast, but today is 23rd of, of December. So uh, last week I, uh, I was talking with, uh, with people who came to the bus. What was the, the most important reason for Jesus to come to earth? And my answer is that he came to us to, to teach us love. Of course, uh, uh, the answer that he came to, to save us, 
etc., etc. It is also true, but he himself said that the greatest love show one who gives his life for others, and this is what he came for to show the greatest love. So, if he came here to teach us how to love others, then we should ask ourselves, okay, how can I show love to my neighbor? I mean, the real physical neighbor. Everyone has a neighbor, right? How to show love? Maybe I am telling him, uh, good morning, sir. Is it showing love? Uh, maybe, <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, especially in these times, <laughs> Uh, 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 sometimes I'm joking that if I approach someone in the street saying, hey, sir, can I show you my love? I would be punched. <laughs> I should be. <laughs> because today the, the, the term love is, is being uh, associated with, with sex, with some, uh, I don't know what even. But Jesus said that his disciples will be recognized because of the love. Not because we are right, not because we have the correct doctrine, not because we read the Bible. None of this applies. The single thing you can recognize Jesus' disciple, according to Jesus, not according to any Radek, is that we will love others. So... I think that this is this is the the, the most important message that uh, we are supposed to to offer our love and compassion to others, regardless if they are poor or rich, regardless if they if if they smell or stink. <laughs> we are here to help them, uh, to to love them, to to help them if they need help, to uh, save their lives if they need saving. I mean telling them about Jesus, etc., etc. I remember that there was one, uh, one uh, atheist, I don't uh, recall his, uh, his name, uh, who uh, came to one of the, the English cities and uh, he was you know, preaching that God does not exist. And he, when he uh, stepped out of the train, the, the city council, the local bishop and other you know, authorities came and said, hey, we don't want you here. Go away. And he said, why? At least I am honest with what I am doing, and you are not. And they said, how dare you are telling that we are hypocrites? And he said, yeah, if I believed that there is eternal punishment waiting for everyone who does not believe in God, I would run on the street after each and every person, stop them and hold them until they uh, uh, said that they want to be saved. And you are not doing this. So either you don't believe by yourselves or you don't love those, those peoples because you don't want to, to uh, save them from the punishment you believe in. And you know, he was right. <laughs> That's what sometimes we Christians forget to do, that there is an internal thing which will happen sooner or later to everyone, to us, to those who are unsaved, and to, if we don't tell them, who will? Yeah. Wow, that's an amazing story, brother, and a great example for other people, let's be honest. I, it, it's not about example, because, you know, sometimes... Uh, 
other Christians come to the bus and say, oh, so <clears throat> uh, once, once again, how many people were saved here in the bus? <laughs> I, I, I love those questions. Yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, for me, one of the, the greatest example of a missionary is Noah. You know, God told Noah, build an ark. It will take you 120 years. You know, so imagine getting up from bed six days a week for 120 years. Your wife is asking you, hey, where are you going? Oh, I am going to build my ship again. So imagine that after 80 years, a local priest came to Noah and said, Oh, okay, so you are doing your mission for 80 years, right? Right. How many peoples were saved? <laughs> See, so our human measures doesn't apply to God's kingdom. So uh, uh, it, it, it's not about uh, example and, you know, thinking that, oh, we are doing such a great thing. Sometimes people come and say, how can I help? And I am saying, okay, go back to your home. Think about the, the, I don't know, old man or old lady living in your neighborhood. Go there, ask how you can help them. You will be doing the same thing. It's not about numbers. It doesn't matter if you are helping one person or 100 people. It doesn't matter. It's about showing love. If you show love to one uh, person, like Jesus said, everyone who showed their love or who g gave some bread, some, some, something to drink, some clothes, to one of those least important people, he gave it to me. Do you want to give something to Jesus? Look around yourself. Wow. Thank you so much for the story, man. It's a great one. And it's a great story about how God liked you to do things for his glory. And um, in all honesty, uh, I do think it's an example, if you want to hear it or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to all the people who are listening. Uh, please do like, subscribe, follow, or uh, whatever, and I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Missionaries Podcast. For more information about this podcast and how you can help us, visit www.me.pl. God bless and keep up the great work for his glory.